breathing in air the fake ain't phony they're just seeing impaired because you believe what you see or believe what ain't there the real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair because greedy people seem welcome to the voices in my head and all these the intro and outro music is west and coast by the high council you can check them out on soundcloud welcome back you've been enjoying my podcast and youtube channel please hit that like and subscribe button Really appreciate it. I came across this very fascinating internal investigation of a police officer. I am on the YouTube channel. It's called Stranger Stories. This person does their own analysis of this, and he doesn't do as much as probably I will, or I'm going to be talking more. The person that owns this YouTube channel is bringing out more of police culture and the police chief. When I first started watching this, or I saw this and I pulled it up, I thought it was going to be about an IA investigation of a bad cop. And as I got into this, it was, no, it's much, much worse. And it is more of the culture of how senior management treats their worker. I've been in corporate America for 40 some years. I've had so many flashbacks of what I had to deal with of different companies. So it's not just one company. It's not localized to one company. It's basically every large company and doesn't mean Fortune 500. It can be even be smaller than that. And I'm not talking mom and pop. I'm talking about any type of company that has a structure of workers, management, directors, VPs, and then maybe senior VPs or a CEO of how when the top level senior management is unhappy with you, they will twist around everything said or done to prove you to be the bad guy. And that's what I saw with this. So I'm going to start playing some of this. I probably will break this out into at least two episodes. I may do three, depending on how much I talk. And I'm not going to play the whole interview. I am going to play the parts I want to talk about. If you want to watch the whole interview, please go out to this person's YouTube channel, show them some love. And I appreciate getting this off of them because I, I would never actually research this. As I've said in many episodes, I'm not a big fan of the police. So I'm not bashing the police. This is how much management sucks and how they treat their workers bad. So let's get into this. For those watching on YouTube, the person on the right, he has three stars on his collar. That's the chief of police, and you can pretty much tell by his demeanor. There's the officer walking in who is the sergeant. He's the one that's in trouble. And I put that in air quotes. Man behind him is a commander. If I relate this to corporate America, chief is the CEO. The sergeant is his middle management. Middle management does not get treated any better for being in management. They're sort of in limbo. Senior VPC middle managers as peons, people they can abuse. And behind him is the commander. So this is probably a senior, a VP or a senior VP in the corporate world. And then the man in the suit is the attorney or the union rep or union attorney for the sergeant. Now, before we get into the actual interrogation, which is what this is, is interrogation. I've been through many of these and I'm not a cop. I've been through these type of interrogations with many of the different companies I've worked for. The sergeant has been with this department for 20 years. He's been very loyal to them. Don't know whether he's a good cop or bad cop. He's been very loyal to this organization. Okay. Yes. So, just so everyone knows, Chris, we go over the way. Okay, so we're going to go around the ring and identify everybody who's in here. Chris Wall. I'm here, Trevor. I'm sorry, Wall. 
And as they're going around introducing everybody, the there is an HR representative in there. Uh, today we are here in reference to IFA's 2020-02, and uh, you were given a notice to sustain allegations from collective duty and failure to supervise or fail to provide proper leadership. Yes. So they're telling him what he's being accused of or what the investigation is about and that it's he failed to properly lead his team or was not being a good manager or good supervisor. This is all related to an incident that occurred prior to or on after the 13th. And the incident that's being talked about is a former officer from this department was fired by the chief. This former officer met with several of the officers that report to this sergeant for breakfast. The sergeant was invited. The sergeant declined to go because he said, now I got work to do. The chief is butthurt that this former officer met with some of his current officers. So obviously, there's a, my opinion, there's a beef between the, the chief and this officer he fired. Yeah, I think I saw that, but um, one of the guys showed me after the fact. So they showed the sergeant a text message about what the breakfast was about. And the sergeant's like, well, I didn't see this until afterwards. It's someone else's text message. I didn't get this one. They don't care. I mean, the way he asked the question, this is at least my opinion, because I've been in these type of conversations with management. He's already made up his mind. I watched the chief, his body language when he was showing him the text. My initial thought when I originally saw what this was the chief has already made up his mind about the sergeant before he ever walked into the room. He already made up his mind that the sergeant was wrong and he was going to punish the sergeant. He is not there to gather information to make an informed decision. That decision's already been made. He's just jumping through the hoops because the HR gal's sitting there. So they bring out this text and it's like, you knew what this meeting was about. Here's the text. It's like, but yeah, but I didn't get the text. That's the text between my guys. Doesn't mean I look at their text. The chief does not care. So you were one of the recipients on the list. And the chief knows that, that he was not one of the recipients. You can see who was on that chain. You can see whether he was either copied on it. And if he was copied on it, he says, I don't read half of these texts or I just quickly look through and I forgot about it. But if he did receive it, then he would be on the hook. But he, this chief knows Sergeant Walls did not get this text. He was not one of the recipients. The fact that they have this text, they've examined who sent it and who received it. When was the last time that you actually physically saw David Gerlach? When I first saw this, I'm like, why do they care when he talked with this guy? They're trying to make it seem like we fired this officer, therefore you should have no contact with him. That's what cults do. I will talk to people that have been fired from my company. I don't care why they were fired. If I was friends with them or I like them, their firing has nothing to do with me. I has no bearing on me. There was a situation back before COVID when we were in the office, a coworker was fired. Now the person that fired him I'm thinking sort of acts like the chief was acting. I sent him a text because I had his phone number or email. I might have sent him an email and say, hey, we need to do a going away lunch for you. We never had the opportunity. So I sent out an email to a bunch of the people that knew him saying, hey, we're having a going away lunch for this person. And we all met at a local brewery place that had lunch. And we met during our lunch hour. We had about 30 people show up. I didn't care whether management liked it or not. Obviously, this chief got butthurt that anybody's talking
talking to somebody that got fired. That's a cult. And even if he did, what if he was friends with this guy and families met outside of work? His wife is friends with the other officer's wife. Their kids play together. I, I'm not getting why this is even important, unless you're a cult member. All right, so uh, let's go to the morning of the 13th. And I guess the first you were ever made aware of this was when Kyle talked to you about it? Yes. So about the breakfast? Yeah. Let's start there and kind of move forward from that point. When I see this, it's like he's just waiting for the sergeant to say something negative. He's not asking direct questions. He's not asking, what you know, did you do A or did you do B? It's like, well, tell me what was going on about this breakfast or how you found out about it. It's irrelevant how he found out about it. Now, Chief's butthurt because he doesn't like the guy that was fired and he doesn't want any of his his cult members, and I put that in air quotes, talking to this guy. Uh, David Grohl for breakfast at Lisco's, do you want to go? And I said, well, who's going? And he said, well, me and Jaboris. And I said, no, that's two of y'all. I'm just going to stay on the street while you guys for breakfast. So then after that, it was a few minutes after that, well, before I had left the PD to go on patrol, um, Marco, I had Marco doing some work for me since he was on light duty. And he said that his thumb was in pain. And he said, can I go home? I, I changed my mind. Can I go home? Because I need to take some pain pills. And I said, yeah. I said, will you finish what you're doing first? And then we, then you can take off. Is that okay? And he said, yeah, that's fine. So I left and went on patrol. Those guys said they were going to go to breakfast. And then Marco called me maybe five minutes after Kyle hung up and said, hey, I finished what you asked me to do. Now, this line of questioning, I would be okay with if the thinking was you let too many people take break or go on breakfast at the same time and the streets were not covered. He has a man that's on light duty or working in the office. The sergeant's doing patrol and then two others that work for him are taking breakfast at the same time. Now, if the issue was you didn't adequately man the streets, you, you're down one man because he's on light work. So you really have three people, including yourself, on the streets. Only one person can take lunch at a time. You can't, two, these two, two of your people can't take lunch together. That never came up. So I think he's trying to find something, get him to incriminate himself or say something that they can hold against him. So we had a number of conversations with David. Would you say it would be fair to say that David is not necessarily happy about the way he left the police Once again, this has nothing to do with David. He never gets in trouble for the guys having lunch with David. You're going to see later what he gets in trouble for. But this is the, we're just going to nitpick everything you say so we can find something. And then we're going to take the strongest argument. And that's what we're going to turn over to HR and give to HR to get you in trouble. He doesn't come off as disgruntled. He's just... uh... Um, I think more hurt than disgruntled, and I'm kind of confused. Um, but I've seen disgruntled, you know, I've been uh, in law enforcement for a while, and I would describe it as disgruntled. So. <laughs> Now he's nitpicking or parsing words of, was he disgruntled? Well, everybody has a different 
definition of what a disgruntled employee looks like. Was he happy? No. Was he disgruntled? I don't think he was. He wasn't He wasn't happy about it. He probably been angry, unhappy. I mean, we all have different definitions for those type of emotional words. Why do they even care about that? Once again, it's not about what they're bringing up. They're looking for something to pin against him so he gets in trouble. And at this time, you didn't know anything about trouble. No, I didn't. So they're going to breakfast if you ask them or anybody else why they were going to breakfast. Did the place was sort of for you anything like that? No, not at all. Uh... Right there. This is what I said. They're looking for something. Did he raise you any concerns why you're going for going to breakfast? No, they're going to breakfast because they're hungry. They want breakfast. They want to eat. And I think we find out later he works like third shift. So they're getting off. I don't think he's first shift. It, and it doesn't really matter. They're going to breakfast because they're hungry and they want to socialize with a former co-worker. They may have been friends with this guy, but he's trying to make this out to be some type of nefarious action that people go have breakfast. Right, so you've chosen not to go so two folks are going to be there. Yeah, was that a policy and uh, I was going to stand the when I got breakfast. So it sounds like he mentioned policy that either three officers cannot be out at the same time or in the same place together or in his group with the people he managed or a certain percentage. So he said, well, that was one reason I didn't go because I knew it violated policy. Do they care that he honored the policy? Nope. They're out to get him. No The reason he meant about being adults acting in public is there were complaints that some things were said in that meeting that other people eating breakfast heard and complained to the police department. And I'm not sure exactly what it was about, but a complaint was made. But those things that initiated the investigation, the sergeant was never reprimanded for anything that happened in that conversation. And to me, this is the abuse that we see with senior management. They want to hold him accountable for the bad actions of other people. Even though he is their supervisor, he can't babysit them. He can't micromanage them. He can't sit there and tell them what they can and cannot talk about when they go to breakfast. It's like, you're adults, you're professionals. You need to know. I've been through that. I've gotten in trouble as manager because my people went off and said or did something. And it's like, I mean, yeah, you need to tell me so I can have a talk with them. But that's not a reflection on my management skills because my people do something stupid. I can't control everything they say in a meeting or everything they do 24-7. I don't like to micromanage my guys or, or to, to, uh, um, to be in a personal business. If, if I had, again, I just didn't think it was such a concern where um, it needed that at the time. This is what I see from abusive managers or abusive management is they want to take a situation and tell you what you should have done better, but 99 managers out of 100 would have done the exact same thing he would have done. It's like, you're adults, you're professionals, I'm going to treat you like adults and professionals, and I'm not going to micromanage you. And then when something goes bad, well, didn't you think you should have known better? Shouldn't you have done something different? It's like, yeah, I would have done something different because now I know I'm in trouble for it, but this is BS. A lot of times I got in trouble because when I'm in these type of meetings and they're like, well, in hindsight, would you have done something different? And my, my answer would have been no. I did the right thing. 
I'm not going to let you gaslight me into saying, thinking that I did something wrong when I didn't do anything wrong. I know you're nitpicking. I know you're just trying to do something or find something so you can get me in trouble or write me up or yell at me or do whatever you want to do. I don't care. I'm, I did the right thing. And if it happens again tomorrow, I'm going to do the exact same thing over again. Just that uh, when they met with him, that, that uh, he was talking about doing a, a survey and um, asked me what I thought about it, what, what I think it was a good idea. And I said, well, I'll talk to him later about it and find out the details. Um, and that's what I did with him and I talked later on that night. Um, and he gave me the details of it. And I asked him, well, um, I, I, I didn't want to participate unless it was going to be offered to everybody. And he said, yeah, it's going to be offered to everybody from the chief down. It's not necessarily a bad thing. People can say good things about what's going on in the department as well. And I said, well, yeah, then if, if it's something that, that comes up, yeah, I would be that's what this whole thing is about. The chief is butthurt that this fired officer was trying to do some type of survey. And I'm not sure how that was going to work or what was going to happen. And it was raised to the sergeant and the sergeant asked more questions. And he's like, yeah, I have no problems with the survey as long as everybody gets it. And once again, how was this survey going to work? And I think if it was going to be an official survey by the, the city or by the police department, then obviously management has to approve it. I just can't do surveys at my job, but I can propose surveys to management saying, hey, maybe we need a survey to get everybody's feelings on X, Y, Z. Is that when you found out about the rest of the information that was just in that? So it's the one of the survey. Yeah. So here, the sergeant's playing this gaslighting game. Well, because you knew about A, then you had to know about B and C. And he's like, I didn't know anything about B and C. I didn't know about A. Well, it was on these texts. Well, I'd never seen those texts. I mean, th this is the craziness that managers will do, that they will nitpick and parse, will make illogical conclusions. Their whole goal is to prove you wrong. It is not about coming to the truth, understanding what you knew, when you found out what your actions about this was. They, they, He's already made up his mind. The chief has already made up his mind. This sergeant's going to be punished, and I just have to get him saying enough things so I can justify that punishment. That's all this is. But you did see those rocks. Yeah, it looks familiar. I didn't read it word for word, um, and I don't remember it because my thought was just I'll ask David later. Um, so David, there's three text messages there. Go ahead and read those. Now, while he's reading it, look at the chief's face over here. He's looking up at the ceiling. Like I've said before, this chief already made up his mind about this whole situation. No matter what is said, what is done, what evidence the sergeant provides, the chief has already made up his mind. That is the look of, do not confuse me with the facts. I've already made up my mind. That's what that look, that's what that saying looks like. Yes. That's how I explained it. So you explained that. So when did you have, at what time did you have all of this information that's listed in here? Uh, so whatever that text or email was, he never saw, but he said, I found out about this when I talked to him on the phone. Nothing. Well, no, what I'm saying is they showed me the text message at QT's, but I didn't read it verbatim. I just did now. 
And see, this is the nitpicking. I show someone a text and he just quickly looks at it and it's like, well, you should have absorbed everything and now you're responsible for everything. This is the, the parsing or the BS that management does when they have targeted an individual and they've already made up their mind. Now they just have to build the case against him so they can justify the punishment. Once you got all that information, did that bring something concern to you about your officers and actually doing that, doing your meeting and you form in a public place to do that, to raise questions for you that probably should say, hey, maybe I need to let the commander know or anything like that? Uh, no. Nothing at all? No, because... And here they're playing the what if game, the should have, could have, would have. Why didn't you do something? It's like, because it wasn't a big deal. They're making it a big deal because the chief is butthurt that this officer he fired is talking to current officers and he mentioned about doing a survey. And I'm thinking this chief knows morale is low, that if a survey was done, it would not reflect positively on him as chief. That's why he's trying to shut this down. They discussed it. It, it was a, it had already been discussed. Nothing had, there was no action that had been taken, you know, with the survey. I don't know if it would ever come to fruition or not. So. And that makes sense. It's like, guys, they're just talking. It's all theorizing. They're, they're just banning around ideas. There's nothing for me to take to the commander. But when you're looking for something wrong and you want to find a reason to punish an employee, everything they did or did not do is going to be scrutinized. I'm going to complain on this person or I'm going to do this and that until it happens. It's not, to me, it just didn't seem and that's very true. Every business has this. People run their mouth. They're upset. Oh, I'm going to file an HR complaint or I'm going to file an ethics complaint. I'm going to do this and that. It's like, okay, you hear everybody talking about it, but very few people ever do something. So he's like, hey, all, all this right now is gossip. There's no reason to take this to my commander or my higher up, my direct supervisor, because right now all it is is people flapping their gums. But management in this situation is looking for a reason to hem him up to formally reprimand him and they're looking for any nitpicking reason to do it. This will wrap it up for part one of a series that I thought I was going to do two or three episodes. I'm feeling maybe a little bit more than that. I have a lot of content to cover. I'm trying to cut out as much as possible of the actual interview that doesn't pertain to my comments. If you want to watch the whole video without my commentary, you can check out the YouTube channel Stranger Stories and you can see it there. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Parking is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider, never stopping a sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on the check before I'm jotting a line. It goes one for the money, two for the clothes, three for the honeys, and a four for the flows. Five O's and six.